the Financial Times in London, I'm Lucy Kellaway, and this is FT News. How do you reach that delicious state of flow when you're so immersed in a task that the rest of the world doesn't exist and it becomes its own reward? Athletes, artists and musicians know all about it. But now the rich and famous are also trying to get into the zone, but in increasingly outlandish ways. Andrew Hill, the FT's management editor, has been investigating how executive thrill-seekers have been going for flow, and he's here to discuss it with me now. And we're also joined by Emma Jacobs, who writes about working lives for the FT. So, Andrew, what exactly have the rich and famous been up to? Well, partly this is an extension of what they've always been up to, which is looking for bigger and higher thrills. So everything from kind of paragliding to wingsuiting and these kinds of extreme sports, that's one end of it. At the other end, they've also been experimenting with various substances, legal and illegal, to try and sort of pep their performance. And they've been using a number of these methods to try and achieve and then stay in this flow state, which everybody says is helpful to productivity and innovation and creativity. But are we talking about two things here? I mean, the sort of drugs thing and the jumping out of aeroplanes thing. I mean, they're about excitement and adrenaline, aren't they? Isn't that a completely different thing to the flow state, which you and I are in every time we write a column? We are, absolutely. I used to think, and I still think to a large degree, that a lot of this is showing off in the extreme sports They've got the money, they've got very little time, so they go for the most extreme thing. But a number of people have put this together with the effect that it has on the brain and decided that actually you can achieve these flow states through extreme sports or you can replicate them with other methods. And the the drug end of it is one part, technology is another part, and even building machines that replicate the type of kick you get from jumping off a cliff with a sail strapped to your back. (laughs) And it sounds most implausible to me. Is there anything in it? I think there is something in it. I mean, I think there is actually a line from the moment when people suddenly realise that executives needed to get off their backsides, otherwise they're going to keel over from stress and heart attacks, to the more meditative mindfulness area of improving your brain function through to this particular kind of extreme flow state that people want to get into. It's it's all part of making yourself more efficient and more productive. Hmm. Emma, you've been reviewing a book by the Silicon Valley self-help guru Tim Ferriss with the charming title The Tools of Titans, The Tactics, Routines and Habits of Billionaires, Icons and World-Class Performers. What was all that about? Well, more of the same that Andrew was talking. It was just, it seemed, it was a lot about productivity hacks. You know, he's very much of the sort of quantified self, kind of just quantifying exercise, quantifying fasting, doing everything in kind of precise formulas. And a lot of it was about exercise, a lot of it was about diet and then microdosing. Everyone seems to love microdosing these days, which is taking small amounts of drugs to kind of boost your productivity. But a lot of it by page 700, definitely, (laughs) I was done in. And it was just very kind of macho. It felt the whole thing felt very macho. And I did think that we sort of seem to have swung back a bit from mindfulness to some of this posturing. 
Make it. I mean, some of it. Well, some of it is. Do you think? I think they're linked to the same thing because it's all to do with keep, keeping the brain pepped up. I mean, and the, this the, being in the moment being thing in the that's moment. with both mindfulness and flow, and presumably when you're taking all the drugs or whatever you're doing. But it's clearly somewhat less macho to be seen sitting in a chair enjoying a moment of meditation yeah. than it is to be strapping on a wingsuit and leaping off a cliff. So in some respects, I think you're right. And I'm, my conclusion, after looking at this and reading another book called Stealing Fire that's just come out on the links between all these things, was that there was always going to be somebody who would want an even greater thrill you know, the next phase, and Richard Branson inevitably comes up in this context, is going to be boosting people off into space in order to get an even bigger gravitational or non-gravitational thrill. But does that suggest that the point of this is competition? It's got nothing to do with being in the zone. It's sort of more, my thrill's bigger than yours. I think that's a part of it. I still think that there is part of it, which is about being in the flow. And I think that's quite interesting. But Emma, you wrote a slightly, da- more than slightly damning review of this wretched yes. book. Um, there must have been something in it, though, that you thought was interesting, useful, and maybe even that you might use. Uh, did I? I thought that you could have almond milk at breakfast, maybe. That oh, might yeah. be quite nice. Um, <laughs> I, thought, I mean, I thought that the, the whole point is that, you know, if I do extremely well and I happen to make my bed every day, does that mean that everybody who makes their bed every day is going to be successful? Or is it just a sort of byproduct of what I do that's very particular to me? I mean, I think some of these things you just can't really recommend to other people. So you've completely lost me with the bed making. <laughs> well, there, was there he is, suggesting there is... that we make our beds or No, no, or but there, there was this TED talk by this Navy SEAL military person who said that if you, you know, one thing he does every day is make his bed and then he's got a sense of achievement and it boosts his productivity for the day. But does that mean if you make your bed every day, you are going to be successful? Or does it just mean that this man has made his bed every day and he feels like he's achieved something? I just don't think they're all translatable lessons. Do you see what I mean? Yes, I do. But I mean, now I'm suddenly thinking, who is this wise man? I actually do think that there's something in that, that if you do have some task that you feel you've accomplished flawlessly, it does set you up. But what about you, Andrew? Is there anything from all of this nonsense that you feel that you'd like to emulate? Well, I, as you know, because I think you've disparaged me in your column once for it, I, I do measure what I'm doing and I do go to the gym. I and I wear see the a, Fitbit even yeah, I wear here. a wristband and I measure my sleep and it does, I think, have a positive effect. So I am quite intrigued by this. I don't think I'd go down the illegal drug microdosing point of view, but, you know, I know having skied that it does make you feel better. But the it? whole flow thing is something that we, as writers... Yeah, I mean, you say if I'm whinging to you and I say oh I haven't really got any ideas or I'm not really you just say it just comes at some point it ebbs and flows there's nothing you can force yourself to do to make it happen do you think but you can (laughs) by measuring yourself and knowing what you're feeling like at particular points you could exploit the fact that I have more ideas in the morning and I'm better at writing later in the afternoon those kinds of things if you start to map them and you can now do that with technology and so on actually could be quite useful in encouraging us to be more. or you can do them just by observing yourself you don't actually need to do that but we're getting on we're getting so overexcited we're getting onto a completely different topic so I shall wrap up thanks very much Andrew and Emma
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.